Hi, I'm Jo Rochelle, and this is Girl Wonder, a thoughtful and relaxing podcast that analyzes comics on Webtoon. If you want to dive deep into theories and relive some of the biggest moments in your favorite Webtoons, then you're absolutely in the right place. Sit back, relax, and we'll get started. Today on the podcast, we are discussing episodes 167 to 171 of Let's Play by Mongrel Marie, aka Mongi. Oh boy, do we have a lot to discuss, especially the fact that Sam and Marshall are getting a lot of incredible scenes together, which is making me feel a lot of things. We really need to dive into that because I am looking at that ship. And these episodes have stuck with me for a while. The episodes we're going to discuss have been in my brain, living in there rent-free for a while. So I'm really excited to analyze them with you. Before we do that, I want to encourage you to support Mongi on Patreon. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash mongrelmarie. The link to that is in the description box. I've been one of Mongi's patrons for a while now, and it is definitely worth it. So please consider supporting there. And you can get Let's Play Volumes 1 and 2 on Amazon. I'll leave the link in the description box of this podcast episode, but it's incredible to have Let's Play in your hand. I love having the copy of it, like an actual copy of this comic that I love reading on my phone, also physically in my house, on my bookshelf. So please check that out. And if you find yourself enjoying this analysis and you like early access to podcast episodes for just $1 a month, you can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. Every single contribution really helps keep the podcast going. And I just like putting updates up there and getting voice messages from patrons and putting out the episodes early right when I'm done recording them, they go on Patreon first. So if you're interested in that, the link to that is in the description box. It's patreon.com slash girlwonder. And now our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Dallas. Dallas by a lot. I don't know who's in Dallas listening to this, but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate all the lessons this past week. Littleton, Leahy, West Laco, Scarborough, and Melbourne. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. All right, let's get into it. Episode 167 of Let's Play starts off with Sam and her friends, Vicky and Angela, at the Daily Grind coffee shop. They're all still giddy and very excited about the dragon egg that Dion, aka Marshall, gave her in the game. So I, too, am excited to see the dragon egg hatch. Like, I am fully invested in the storyline. I want to see more World of Warquest, and I want to see what the egg looks like when it hatches. What kind of dragon is Sam's character going to get as a pet and as a means of transportation? I am invested in that. <laughs> When Sam is talking about the egg, she says, My research says it can take anywhere from three days to 14 to hatch. In terms of which dragon, I hope it's either Dragon King Cairo or Dragon Queen Clove. Their fire or ice abilities would go great with my wild mage build. That's an amazing shout out to the comic on Webtoon called Sub-Zero by Juniper. 
Sub-Zero is another comic that we love to talk about on this podcast. We have talked about many episodes of Sub-Zero in the past, and we will continue to talk about Sub-Zero on this podcast. We also have an interview with the creator of Sub-Zero. And if you've listened to interviews with Mangi and with Juniper, I think they both mention each other. They both love each other's work. So I love this. Lindsay Christensen commented on this episode of the Webtoon and commented, We stand a Sub-Zero reference. <laughs> tpeat811 commented and said watch a purple dragon hatch instead if you know sub-zero you know why that's funny (laughs) so at this coffee shop a very jittery caffeinated dallas gives them their drinks i truly feel like getting this job at the coffee shop was the best thing that ever happened to him coffee is his life's passion now so when angela tells him It may actually taste better than how Link makes it. Dallas blushes so hard. We know that jealousy of his brother Link has been a huge problem in the past. So Angela saying that he's better than Link, that is the key to his heart. Even if it's in this one small area, (laughs) I can see why Dallas is blushing. And if you thought his blush at Angela was something, wait till you see his blush when Monica comes in. He is flabbergasted. He is stunned. He has forgotten everything about himself and is just looking at Monica shocked. And he even says, mommy. He calls her mommy. Dallas, get a hold of yourself, boy. (laughs) So Monica finds Sam and they sit somewhere and talk about how Sam's subtle approach of asking Charles to help her with that stuck zipper worked out. Sam tells Monica that she and Charles have gone all the way, and it was good, and she had fun, and she felt comfortable. These are great things to hear from our main character. Like, just to hear her say that out loud, we don't have to debate or wonder whether she's feeling forced or pressured in her relationship with Charles. She did have fun. She did think it went well. So when Monica asks if Charles had fun too... Sam hesitates, and she says she thinks so. So Monica gives her a little lesson. It's time for a lesson for Monica. You know we love these. She says, I know you're new to this, but you don't want to become a starfish. And we find out that a starfish is a sexual partner who just lays there and doesn't participate or try to make sure their partner is happy. So in the writer's room of the TV show I write for, I have also heard the term pillow princess. I hadn't heard it before, but it sounds a lot like this starfish thing that Monica is talking about. They seem to be the same thing. So you don't want to be a pillow princess and you really don't want to be a starfish. And I like that Sam is learning these things from Monica because you just don't know them off the bat. There are rules to everything in life. There are societal norms and someone has to teach them to you. So I'm glad that Sam is getting this. I also like that Sam's able to tell Monica that Charles doesn't want a relationship and what they're doing is just meeting each other's needs, according to him. It's nothing serious. Most of us readers heard Charles say that and we're like, good luck with that goal, because (laughs) with Charles, it seems pretty clear that he's falling for Sam and Sam seems like she wants more. So it seems like a silly thing for them to just say, We're nothing serious, even though they work together and they spend almost all of their time together. Even Monica laughs when Sam tells her about the arrangement. And she says, sex friends arrangements rarely last. Someone almost always ends up getting attached. 
And that made me wonder who, who in this scenario is going to get attached more than the other. I really feel like it could go either way, but something tells me Charles might get a little, a little more attached than Sam, but we'll have to see. I could see Sam getting too attached as well. Michael 14 commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, Monica should be a dating therapist instead of a beauty blogger. I would hands down read a comic about Monica just being a therapist and helping people with their problems while dealing with her own relationship issues too, you know? Like she's able to solve other people's relationship problems, but she can't solve her own. I would read it. Give it to me. I would read it in a heartbeat. And the episode ends with Monica asking Sam if she likes Charles. Sam thinks this through. There are definitely parts of Charles that she's deeply attracted to, but sometimes he holds back. He's withdrawn. He's guarded. She tells Monica that it doesn't matter how she feels because she's not supposed to get attached anyway. That rule that they made for themselves in this arrangement, it really seems to block Sam from thinking too deeply about the romantic part of their relationship. Because even if you're saying this isn't serious, it's still romantic. They're still seeing each other naked. It's fair for Monica to ask, well, do you like him? Do you have feelings? Monica tells her it does matter how she feels. She calls herself Sam's fairy godmother, which is totally true, and says it's her job to help her understand that. I love it. TARDIS in the SGC commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, All hail, fairy godmother Monica. (laughs) Once upon a time commented and said, Everyone needs a friend like Monica, supportive, honest, caring, and most importantly, helpful. I love that Sam is being taught all of the right things about partaking in such an intimate act. It's important that you understand yourself and are true to your needs just as equally as you are to your partner. Thanks, Monica, for looking out for our girl, Sam. (laughs) I really like that. Shanks underscore wifey commented and said, at this point, Monica needs to talk to Charles as well. She is helping Sam and giving her advice on what she wants, but Charles needs the same advice talked to. Someone needs to talk to him and help him, give him some advice or something. He doesn't have anyone to open up to, and you can clearly tell he likes her and wants more than just a friends with benefits relationship, but he's unsure. He knows he loves her, but he keeps blocking those feelings and emotions, chaining him up. I would love if Charles had his own fairy godmother, godfather, godperson to help him with his issues because Sam has a lot of support. And this comment made it really clear to me that Charles doesn't have the same support system built into his life. I don't, I know he has a mom. He talks about her a lot. But Sam's family, her mother and father are present in her life. They are around her. They live in the same place as her. We see that her friends, Vicky, Angela, Abe, are so protective and wonderful of her. And we see that Monica has her back as well. So who does Charles have? While we ponder that, when we come back from this short musical interlude, we are talking about Sam's friends confronting Marshall, urging him to tell Sam the truth. We'll be right back. In episode 168, we start off with Marshall sitting down with Vicky and Abe. Marshall asks if he really has to tell Sam he's Dion in the World of Warquest game. We can tell he doesn't want to. 
Vicky and Abe have some really good points as to why Marshall absolutely needs to tell Sam. They say not disclosing who you are to Sam might result in her telling you things she wouldn't normally. She might confide in you because she believes you're a neutral third party. And if that happens, then it's a betrayal of trust. And I think we can all agree Sam doesn't deserve that. Right? That's a really good point. Like, what if Sam didn't have Monica to confide in? So she went into her World of Warquest game and tried to talk to Dion about her sex life, especially if she didn't know who Dion was. And she was like, yeah, so I'm with this guy. He's my boss at work, but technically my dad's the really major boss. And we started having sex. And she's telling this random stranger she thinks is halfway across the world when it's really her next door neighbor, Marshall. That wouldn't be cool. And that's the point her friends are trying to make. Firebird commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, Don't you ever just wish you had the kind of friends Sam does? She is truly blessed. Yes, she is. Yes, absolutely. It's really starting to show how supported Sam is. Marshall reflects on all the time he spent getting to know Sam, and he's come to the conclusion that she's a genuinely good person. Like, there was even a part of him that wondered if she was just being nice because she idolized him. She used to watch his YouTube channel. He thought it could just be, like, surface-level kindness. But now that he's seen Sam in more than one arena of life, he's seen her in a lot of different scenarios. And even in this game, she is like a truly, genuinely good person. Marshall says, I haven't known a lot of people like that in my life. And I'd hate to make things weird between us if she learned I was Dion all along. So Vicky and Abe seem to feel bad for him. But, you know, they've got Sam's back, so they still encourage him to share the truth with Sam. She wouldn't treat him any differently or with any less kindness if she knew he was Dion. And I agree with that. I don't think Sam's like, you're Dion. Well, screw you for giving me the dragon egg. (laughs) I'm out of here. That's not Sam's personality at all. But one nice thing that comes out of this conversation is Abe inviting Marshall to join the guild officially. And just look at Marshall's face here. Go back to episode 168 and look at Marshall's face. It's so sweet. He looks so grateful, so appreciative, like he might cry even. Mm, I'm happy for him. The Nomster commented on this episode of the Webtoon and wrote, Can we all take a moment and admire how genuine Marshall and Sam's friends are here? We get a softer, more vulnerable side with Marshall, and we can see how much they care for Sam. I can also relate to Marshall's feelings regarding World of War Quest. It's absolutely heartwarming being able to find people online you can genuinely vibe with. I had that kind of experience with Lucent Heart, joined a guild named North Star, and I am still friends with them. Smiling face emoji. That makes me so happy. And it shows that what Mongi is writing about here is incredibly relatable for a lot of us. I mean, I think about the Webtoon community and the friends that I've made. I've made real friends in this community. People that, you know, I consider to be my friends. So I get it. I get what Marshall's going through. Okay, are you ready? Because things are going to get a little spicier, as they sometimes do in the world of Let's Play. We cut to Sam and Monica leaving the coffee shop, and Monica encourages Sam to go buy condoms. Once again, Monica is coming through with the essential and important sex advice slash guidance that Sam needs. Now Sam is in the store by herself. 
buying condoms for the first time and I feel her stress. Poor thing is so embarrassed and so overwhelmed by the various types. She's like, why do some of these have different flavors? <laughs> Which made me laugh. And here's something that cracked me up. There's going to be a lot of things that cracked me up in this scene. But when Sam thinks to herself, and what are these size names? Prince? King? Emperor? I thought condoms were used for protection, not a coronation. <laughs> Monkey has outdone herself with the humor in this episode. I have to say it. That was so funny to me. <laughs> Sam's like, what are these terms? And I agree with her. They're going too wild with these, these names. Just medium, small, large. That's all we need. We don't need the prince, the king, the emperor. <laughs> we don't need all of that. So things take a turn for the creepy when a guy with a name tag that says Austin offers to help her. But he's just a little too close and his smile is just a little too smarmy. We don't like that, Austin. Nikki.Bear commented on this episode of the Webtoon and said, Austin, buddy, you're competing against Charles and Marshall. Please take a seat in the back. <laughs> that is so funny to me. <laughs> right? Know your place, Austin. Take several seats. When we come back from the short musical interlude, guess who shows up in the condom section? We will be analyzing that moment and so much more when we come back. There's a reason why we are doing all of these condom shenanigans in episode 169. Like, Mongi did that on purpose. There is no way this is 169 by accident. <laughs> and in episode 169, we start off with Marshall shopping in the store, still reflecting on his conversation with Abe and Vicky. He looks up and sees Austin, that store employee, leaning in and just getting way too far into Sam's personal space. She insists over and over that she doesn't need his help. And we all avoid and hate like a pushy salesman. But he's not even being a salesman. He's not even working hard to sell her condoms. He's being inappropriate. Tell me why this employee is taking this moment as an opportunity to hit on her. She's so embarrassed already, and he is trying to take advantage of her, of her shyness, of her not feeling comfortable. He says, I'm sure I can do whatever is necessary to ensure that you are a satisfied customer. Boo! Go home, Austin. Nobody wants you here. So Marshall steps in and says, do you offer that quality assurance to all customers? Because I'm in need for a toilet plunger, and you look like the right tool for the job. <laughs> that made me laugh. Marshall was ready. He was clever. He was witty. He was ready to get this guy. So poor Sam is so freaking embarrassed to see Marshall there. Girl, I would be too. And then Austin says, sorry, dude. I didn't know she had a boyfriend. Yuck. What did I tell you, Austin? Go home. Absolutely no one wants you here. You are not wanted in the store. Please leave. And so Marshall's pissed at that. And he says, she's not my girlfriend. And you're only sorry when you think there's another guy involved? Couldn't you see she was uncomfortable? I'm so thankful that this is being said out loud because people do that all the time. Like this Austin guy felt like, oh, she has a boyfriend. Like 
she's someone's property, so I shouldn't touch her or bother her anymore? Marshall called him out for his misogyny in the best way possible. And he sends him running away with his tail between his legs. What's hilarious to me is when Marshall turns around to talk with Sam and he finds her on the floor, just a little crying, sniffling puddle on the ground. Yes, Sam is now like a little puddle with glasses. She is mortified. And now Mongi has outdone herself with the humor in this episode. I think this was the hardest I'd ever laughed while reading Let's Play. So funny. And, you know, it's quite a coincidence that Marshall's ex, Monica, is the one who told her to go buy condoms in the first place. It's like Monica sent her on the mission. Here's Marshall to provide backup and help her accomplish the mission. Marshall picks her up off the floor and puts her on his shoulder because, yes, she is still this cute little puddle Sam with glasses. (laughs) Why is this imagery so adorable? Like, Sam is on his shoulder. He was so tender and sweet with her. He helps her pick out some condoms, offers to pay for them, saying no worries, Monica would pay for it like a proud big sis if she were here. Marshall is such a gentleman, right? like a true gentleman. Rain 1998 commented on this episode and said, Marshall straight up being a king. And Little Infinity commented and said, I see what all the hype is about now. I gotta say, he stole my heart this chapter. He also stole mine. He's stolen my heart before. You guys have heard me praise Marshall, leaned towards the Marshall and Sam ship on multiple occasions. I am not loyal (laughs) to any ships. You know this about me. But yeah, this is one of those heart-stealing chapters where Marshall kind of gets you. He's just so sweet with her, so tender. Anyone would want to be treated that way when they're embarrassed, when they're mortified. Even though there's no reason for her to be ashamed of what she's doing, he's there to like literally pick up the pieces. (laughs) When she's fallen apart on the ground, he will pick up the pieces. He's pretty great. So what cracked me up again, I keep saying that, because this episode is so funny, You could not have read this and not had a chuckle here or there, full out laughing, cackling, or, you know, rolling on the ground. I don't know. (laughs) This was a big episode for me. I had a lot of feelings reading this, and I laughed really hard when the cashier asked, Sir, would you and the amorphous blob prefer paper or plastic? (laughs) I love how it's just accepted that Sam is no longer human. She is a blob on Marshall's shoulder, and life just keeps moving forward, you know? Raken4242 commented and asked, What exactly happened here? The magic system in this world seems to be related to Sam and her mother? Why only them? What are the limits, and how does it work? I feel like this world, it's not just Sam and her mom who can do these weird, magical-seeming things. I have seen Charles grab a speech bubble and hide it. We've seen a lot of that in this comic, and I just think that it's there to make us laugh, which it's succeeding at, and maybe we don't need to know the rules. Maybe we don't need to know what the limits are and how it works. (laughs) I would be surprised if there was an episode explaining how this worked beyond, it's for your entertainment, people. (laughs) Mango Cubes commented and said, this episode is literally, would you still love me? if I were a blob. Wow, that's so true. I mean, I saw this TikTok video, I want to say. It was either on TikTok or Twitter. There was this video about this man who was like, 
if my girlfriend was a worm, would I still love her? And he went through an entire skit of taking care of her all the way up until a bird eats her and he goes to her funeral and cries. <laughs> he would have taken care of her if his girlfriend was still a worm. And Marshall has shown whether his friend Sam or his potential girlfriend Sam is an amorphous blob puddle of a person, he would still be there for her and buy her condoms. That's that's what he's proven today. So believe it or not, we still haven't gotten to the part that had the loudest reaction from me in this episode yet. It was when Marshall puts the condoms that he's buying for Sam on the counter. And then he also rings up some XL, extra large condoms for himself. And Sam didn't realize it was for Marshall at first. She's like, I thought you said to go at the standard size. What's going on? Did you change your mind? And he's quietly like, no, those are for me. And he blushes. And then Sam blushes. And she's like, oh, you guys, I cackled so loudly. My husband was like, what's going on? I remember exactly where I was reading this in bed. My husband was sitting at a desk and he was like, are you okay? I was cackling. I did not sound human. (laughs) It was a big reaction. Oh my gosh. But in all seriousness, why does Marshall need to buy condoms today? Is he actively seeing anyone right now? It doesn't seem like it, right? Since the breakup with Monica, I don't think he's sleeping with anybody. But it also doesn't seem like he would just buy these so Sam could see him buying this and he could mention that he has an extra large penis. He's not manipulative like that. But also... Who is he planning on having sex with? I'm very nosy. I want to know everything. Is he running out of condoms at home? Does he use them in like arts and crafts projects? I'm just curious. What's he up to? And why did he need to buy condoms now in this moment? Later, we see Sam back in her normal body, her normal form, thanking Marshall for all the help. It's actually Sam who brings up World of Warquest and the dragon egg to Marshall. She invites him over to have pizza and they could watch and see what the egg hatches into. Once again, I'm invested. I want to see what is in this egg. (laughs) And Marshall realizes that now is the time. He has to tell her that he is Dion from World of Warquest. So Marshall starts to tell her the truth, takes a deep breath, and we see his three hearts. All three are black and all three are connected to Marshall in a different costume, like in a different phase of his life. One of them kind of looked like ruminate to me, but I've seen other people say other things. So there's one costume that's ruminate-esque, like fantasy game clothing. And there's one where Marshall's in everyday clothing, maybe his everyday life or his VTuber life. And then the third one is Marshall as Dion in World of Warquest. All three are holding a black heart. And we know that black is usually associated with depression in this comic, and it's a sad image. I want to see Marshall have three full red hearts, you know? We've seen Sam get that. And we've also seen Marshall have a nightmare where Mr. Kidders from the Ruminate game made all of his hearts go black. So he's been having a rough time. Chris with a K commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, Ben's hearts are all attached to his personas. Marshall... Dion, and whoever the samurai represents, I think the character for the game he's been drawing in secret. Ben fundamentally doesn't believe he's worthy of love on his own, and that crushed me. 
You are enough, sweet boy, and so are you, dear reader. That was a really great comment with a a theory about what that first marshal in costume might represent. Maybe it is for the game he's drawing in secret. But I love that the commenter said that he is enough and we all are enough. Marshall finds the courage, finally, to tell Sam that he is Dion in World of Warquest, and he hopes it doesn't make things weird between them. Sam's response was, oh, Marshall, I had already figured out that you were Dion. Marshall is so shocked, and that's the end of the episode. When we come back, we are checking in with Angela and Link and their steamy chemistry and how Vicky is able to urge them in the right direction. We'll be right back. In episode 170, Angela comes home from working out and she's greeted by her roommate Vicky. And surprise, Vicky has invited Link over for dinner. Already, I can see Vicky is here to help this relationship move forward. She's like, I hope you don't mind, but Link will be staying to eat my wonderful cooking. This is happening tonight. So Angela gets all panicked when she sees Link and presses herself up against the wall in an unnatural way and says, hey, Link, sup? (laughs) I love that. I love seeing her get caught off guard. So Angela runs off to take a shower. And while Vicky has Link alone for a moment, she asks if anything's happened. And his response is, no. And yes, it's kind of complicated. And then Vicky says, affairs of the heart usually are complicated. So the other day I saw a tweet reminding us that We used to have a status update on Facebook, and it said it's complicated. I remember back in the day that people would just post it's complicated, and that would be your relationship status, and you wanted the world to know that. And it seems ridiculous now. It literally seems unhinged (laughs) to post it's complicated as your relationship status. That is so unhinged. But at the time, it was something I really wanted to do. And I think I did do it when I was younger. I think I put it's complicated and I wasn't complicated with anybody. It's so embarrassing. Now I'm going to turn into a puddle, into an amorphous blob. Ugh, (laughs) I just wanted people to think I was interesting. You know, to be in a complicated relationship status was like the most intriguing thing you could do on social media when social media was first starting out. So... I was not complicated with anyone, but at least Link and Angela are actually kind of complicated. There is something actually happening there. So Angela returns from the shower, and now she's in overanalyzing mode. I wanted to be like Angela Honey Boo Boo. The analyzing is for us. It is for the podcasters and the fans. You do not need to overanalyze this much, but she can't help it. I think her feelings, like she's liked him for years. She is caught up in her feelings. She is going through it. She's like, he dressed up. He looks nice. Should I have put on nicer clothes after the shower? Well, I'm in my comfortable clothes, but maybe I should have dressed up. But if I dressed up, Link would see that I dressed up for him. And that's so vulnerable. I can't do that. Oh, Angela. 
We've all been there. You know, I kind of would have liked to see her dress up a little bit. Like, what if Angela came out in a sexy dress and heels, a la Monica? (laughs) Just like with fierce, wolf-like energy. Link would literally die. He would literally have a heart attack and fall over and die. And Vicky would have to bring him back to life. That's what would happen. Jax Bliss commented on this episode of Webtoon and said, Angela's inner dialogue was my whole vibe during my awkward teenage years. She expressed my personal turmoil so well. (laughs) It's extremely relatable what Angela's going through here. And as much as I would like to see her come out in a stunning outfit and for Link's jaw to drop to the ground, he doesn't need her to be dressed up though. He is so attracted to her. He is blushing right now at the fact that she has freckles and he never noticed before because she usually wears makeup to cover them. It's like the opposite of a makeover. She took her makeup off and he's like, damn girl. (laughs) We have to appreciate that. We really do. Link loves freckles. He calls them adorable. I thought that was so sweet. And then at dinner, we learn a little bit more about Vicky. We learn that her parents are part of a commune of people who travel the United States like nomads in Volkswagens. That kind of makes sense. It feels like Vicky wouldn't have come from a traditional background where it's like, my mom's a teacher. My dad's a dentist. And we lived in Oklahoma all my life. (laughs) We never really expected that from her. So for her parents to have a life that most people don't have, that seems like Vicky. That seems right for her. It kind of makes sense. So the whole time Vicky's silently encouraging these two to be together, like she'll give them a nod and they're like, oh, I'll go help you with this. Oh, I can help you clean up. It's like Vicky is the glue (laughs) right now. They need her to stick together. It's so cute. She fully approves of this ship. Endless Twist commented on this episode of the Webtoon and said, Vicky's throat clearing is more powerful than her visions. Laughing face emoji. (laughs) And Zeldris commented and said, Vicky is an excellent wing woman. She really is. I want to see someone do this to her and Abe so they can kiss because I ship Vicky and Abe. I want to see them go further in their relationship because right now I see loving care, deep care and trust. But I would also love to see some romance. Maybe we'll get it. I don't know. When we come back from the short musical interlude, we are sure to get more Sam and Marshall. So much more that people are considering jumping off the charm ship, swimming in the water, and climbing their way onto the smash ship for Marshall and Sam. So we will be talking about that when we come back. episode 171 we're back with sam and marshall at her apartment she ordered the pizza and i'm laughing because marshall is shocked that her full name is samara and that just reminds me of my husband josh who we've done some let's play trivia on this podcast right and if you remember the first time he did it he studied let's play so hard he wanted to get every answer right and he was doing so well until he got to the bonus question and he bet a lot of his points on it. And the bonus question wasn't that hard in my opinion, but I can see why it threw him off. But I asked, what does Sam stand for? What is that a nickname for? What is her full first name? And he didn't 
get Samara. He said Samantha. <laughs> so it just reminded me of that. We realized that even Sam's brother's name isn't really Jay. It's Samuel Young Jr. This family loves Sam's. Marshall brought it up and they really do. They love being called Sam in this family. And speaking of names, we learned that Ben, short for Benjamin, is his middle name. So his name is Marshall Benjamin Lawson. And he chose a new name for himself as a VTuber because, in his own words, he is not a fan of Benjamin. He's moody, gloomy, and not all that fun to be around. He's also a screw-up who has made a lot of bad decisions in life. So when he's a VTuber doing his videos for his audience, he chose the name Marshall Law because that means he's someone else. He says, if he's not a fan of Ben, who else would be? Like, no one would be a fan of Ben if I'm not. So when he's doing his VTubing, he is Marshall. Sam takes this in. She listens for a moment, and then she tells him she doesn't agree. And he actually may be wrong. I love this. Sam is so different now. She values her opinions and shares them with people in a gentle, understanding way. And I really appreciate this because I also feel the same way. She says she disagrees with the part where people wouldn't be a fan of Ben. I love that Sam called him out for this. It's not easy to disagree with people, you know, especially when they're opening up and being vulnerable with you, which is what Marshall was doing. He was explaining the philosophy behind why he chose the name that he chose for his job. And I think Sam called him out and forced him to think about it in a different way. She tells him she has a hard time pretending that he was completely being someone else in all of his YouTube videos. Ben was in there. Ben is a part of you. You might not be a fan of Ben, but I think it's safe to say I am. How sweet it was when she said that. She said she's a fan of who he is. And just hearing that makes Marshall start to cry. And then we get a really cute, funny, chibi panel where Sam yells, no, Marshall, don't cry. And he yells back, I can't help it. I'm a complete crybaby. <laughs> that reminds me of the panel where Marshall was tossing Sam in the air and going, number one, you're number one. <laughs> they have some really adorable moments together. And because he's crying, now it's Marshall's turn to feel embarrassed. He says, what you said is probably the nicest thing anyone has said about me for a long time. And it choked me up. That's vulnerable. Yeah, this is there's something special happening here. We cut to a little later. They end up standing on the balcony in order to get fresh air. And Marshall tells Sam that his dad has always said that crying is a sign of weakness. Real men don't cry. Rain1998 commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, Screw you, Mr. Lawson. A real man doesn't traumatize his kids. Yes. Snaps. Snaps for that. That is the truth. Call him out. Drag him. I always go, well, he's not getting Father of the Year this year. He will not be receiving the Father of the Year award. I can tell you that right now. And I would like to see Sam put Marshall's dad in his place. You know how Sam has defended Charles in front of her own father even? She's been like, Dad, stop. I wouldn't mind seeing her show up at Marshall's dad's office and being like, I would like to talk to you about what you've been saying to your son. <laughs> I just want to see it. I feel like it would be interesting. I think I would like that. Marshall ends up asking how she knew he was Dion. 
And Sam has this answer where she's like, I put all the clues together. And she names a bunch of clues. And one of them is even back in episode three, you said you used to play World of Warquest, which made me laugh out loud because <laughs> Sam, back in episode three of your life, girl. <laughs> and so after all of the clues as to why she put it together, then she's like, just kidding. When you gave me the dragon card in the game, the message included your ID. And that said, Benjamin Lawson. <laughs> Another laugh out loud moment for me. <laughs> Sam is so funny. I feel like she's her funniest with Marshall. I just have to be honest. This is the funniest I've seen Sam. And it's with Marshall. All of these scenes are hilarious. The last thing in the episode is Sam asking what he'd like to be called. Benjamin or Marshall? The episode ends with him saying, I think I'd like for you to call me Benji. Hmm. What's that? Is that romance? Is that romance I smell in the air? Do you guys smell it too? Yeah, I think there's a little romance happening. I don't think we can ignore it completely. Yes, there's a solid friendship. It's also a little romantic touch, just a taste of it in the air. Miss Trinidad commented on this episode and said, hate to say it as a charm shipper, but I am being a little swayed by this, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> How can you not? Okay, I bet there's some of you who are like, no, Joe, I have not swayed at all because of this, 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 and this. I still love her with Charles. And I get that. You know, I like her with Charles too. I really do. I'm also swayed by this. This this got me. Ever since he picked her up as a puddle and put her on his shoulder, I'm really starting to feel it now. Like the pressure <laughs> to go to this other ship. It's tugging on me. It's like magic. I'm trying to avoid it, but I can't. It's supernatural. I don't know what to do. Andrew Lucas commented on this episode and said, I can't tell whether it's a beautiful friendship or the groundwork for a romantic relationship. I'm happy with either, but I must know, lol. I feel the same way. I'm happy with either. I think this is a beautiful friendship. I agree with the commenter. There's also a part of me that's like really, really drawn to just to go jump on the ship and then jump back to the Charles ship when he comes back into the episodes. <laughs> when we see Charles again, I'll be back on the charm ship. And then when I see Marshall again, hey, Smash friends, how are we doing? I'm back on the ship and I'm just going to keep ship hopping. And I don't think there's a rule against it. <laughs> I'm following my heart and I'm enjoying my comic. I just want Sam to be happy. I know I'm not loyal to one ship or the other, and I just have to come to terms with that for myself. Thank you for listening to me talk this through. But what do you think? I'm curious. Who's endgame for you now? Who do you want to see Sam with as her boyfriend, as the person she's willing to commit herself to and be in a relationship with? I really feel like Sam's future is not set in stone, so we'll just have to see. But that was our breakdown of episodes 167 to 171 of Let's Play by Mongi. And if you're interested in becoming a patron of this podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash girlwonder, and you'll receive early access to the next Let's Play episode before I post it publicly. All right, let's wrap this up. 
Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here's a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to One Heavy Groove on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, James. New episodes of Girl Wonder are typically uploaded on Saturdays. I am Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye.